Welcome to the Real Estate Entrepreneurs Podcast. Real people doing real deals in real estate and no fake gurus allowed. We bring you the best and the most real real estate investors in the space. They'll be showing you the good, the bad, and the ugly of real estate investing. Like, share, subscribe, get notified. It's the Real Estate Entrepreneurs Podcast. Welcome to the Real Estate Entrepreneurs Podcast. And today, from Greenville, South Carolina, or Philly, yes, sir. we have Mr. Milton Velasquez. Thank you so much for coming in, man. Thank you, thank you. It's a pleasure and an honor being here with you. So, so let's get down real quick, Milton. So, um, I just met you at the uh, at the event in Dallas with Donnie, uh, the, the event that Donovan put together. And uh, you came with uh, Mr. Shane, who we just got done interviewing on the previous podcast. And, um, man, you've only been in the game for a few months. Six months. about Yeah, about six months now. Six months. Yes, so the one reason, the main reason I wanted to put you in the interview is because you've been in the game for a very little time. But last month you made thirty five grand, or this month. This month. This month you're making thirty five grand wholesaling. Yes, sir. That's awesome, man. So that, that shows that... Um, I knew we can do this, right? One hundred percent. And but take me back to your upbringings, man. Where, where, where you come from? Where do you grow up? Yep. I know you're Puerto Rican. Puerto Rico. <laughs> yeah. So, so tell me about that. Yeah. So originally from Philadelphia. Okay. Uh, born and raised there all my life. Uh, traveled to Puerto Rico every month. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, every year. Every, every year. Yeah. Um, so, um, uh, been in Greenville for about. 13 years now. Wow. Um, I did move out to Arizona for about a year and a half or so. Where, where at? Uh, Gilbert. Okay, uh, that's that's south, south of Phoenix. Yeah, I love it. That's that's my heart. My heart lies there. That's my, my mission is to live there one day again. Really? In Gilbert? Yeah. yeah. It's, All right. I, I, love, I love Arizona in general. Um, so, moved to Greenville, South Carolina about 13 years ago. Um, I've been working since I was about 15 years old. So, I've always, always had a W-2. I've always worked. Um, my parents owned their own business while I was growing up. Um, what kind of business was it? So my dad had a, and my mom had a jewelry business. Um, so I grew up in that world, and and then um, they got divorced. My mother remarried, met a, gentleman, met a gentleman, and he uh, fixed homes and this and that. And okay, so they started flipping on their own, and I think that's where I found the love for real estate, just seeing what they did. And um, I was the one just kind of, hey, Damon Martillo, you know, give him, give him the hammer, give him yeah. the screwdriver. Um, nothing major, but I was always there. Right. And then uh, whenever they would do like one flip a year and then, uh, you know, whenever they would find a house, I would be the one calling at like 15, 16 years old, you know, calling people that had a house for sale by owner and I'll, I'll negotiate, you know, just a little bit. I wasn't, you know, too familiar with it or, you know, just trying to get the price down a little bit for them. Yeah. And um, so, but I was always there in the real estate with them and they, they did it for years and I loved it. Uh, they retired basically. And um, and I just you know just continue working. I've been in the healthcare field for about ten years. Um, so what, what were you doing in healthcare? Case, case management. And what um, what what do you do as a case manager? So basically, I had about five hundred uh, members um, under me that I was responsible for. Okay. So if they needed anything, I would do assessments with them. If they were in a hospital, if they were coming out of hospital, if they needed uh, DME supplies and so forth, I'd be the one uh, facilitating that and making sure they had what they needed. Uh, so I did that. Um, I just got laid off, by the way, about uh, two months ago now. Okay. 
So I was with that company um, for about seven years. Um, just got laid off two, two and a half months ago, two months ago. I've been hosting them for six. So this was truly a blessing for my family that, um, that I found this when I did. Uh, because if it wasn't for that, I still haven't, you know, um, you know, if, if I was trying to get unemployment, I still wouldn't have collected anything. Um, so this is a true blessing for my family, finding wholesaling, um, um, because I was laid off two, you know, two months ago. How do you find the wholesaling? Like, what, what got you into wholesaling? So I was uh, trying to get my real estate license last year, right before COVID hit. Um, thought, I thought I wanted to be, you know, a real estate agent. An agent, yeah. It's a good route. Yeah, it's a great route. It's, yeah. you know, I'm not knocking it at all. Um, I still got asked all the time, hey, why don't you, you just get your real estate license? And I'm like, no, not right now. You know, I love and really, truly enjoy what I'm doing right now. Um, so I've been, you know, so I went to the White Institute in Greenville. I can you know, I, I did the whole thing there. I was there for one month, took off for work, um, um, passed the, the whole course, PSI shut down. Basically, I did take the test, failed it the first time, then PSI shut down. So I couldn't take the test, couldn't do anything for a little while. I didn't realize the pandemic was going to be this long, but I still went to do real estate. I felt like I was on hold and I felt like I, like, I was on fire and it was like trying to, trying to like take that fire away from me. So I just Googled, like, how can I make money through real estate? Um, and wholesaling came up. I went down that kind of funnel and, and found the flip man. Um, and, uh, you know, just watched some of, some of his videos. Wasn't really sure if this was real or not. Um, so I saw Miles on there. He's, uh, he lives in Greenville. And um, uh, through my supervisor, <laughs> got, got in contact with Miles. And then he, you know, we reached, he reached out to me. We spoke a little bit. He showed me a check. So how was that conversation with your supervisor? Is like, hey man, is this wholesaling thing real or what? No. So what happened was my supervisor actually sent me a video, and she said, "Hey, check this video out." And it was a guy wholesaling in Philly, and um, so I could totally relate to him. You know, like people from Philly, man, we kind of just know each other. Like I knew he was from Philly just by hearing him. So I already connected with that guy. I don't, I, don't, I forget who it was. So I saw the whole thing. It was like an hour long, but he was trying to sell what he does. Right? I knew it was a pitch. Yeah. Um, but I was still, you know, I was I was driving to the park with my son, and I was listening to it. I listened to the whole thing, and I was like, wow, that sounds so fun. That sounds like so much fun. It sounds like something I would love to do. Um, called my supervisor back. I said, hey, um, that was that was great. And she was like, so what are you trying to do? So her and me were going to do something together. And then, um, and then you know, I'm, I'm such a hustler. Um, I, you know, I don't really know her, her background like that. But anyway, she just kept doing her thing, you know, working. She's my supervisor. And then, um, and, and I just, I continued my, my journey. And, um, and then I was, so she actually connected me with Miles. I was looking for Miles. I couldn't find him. And she said, hey, um, I found this guy. And when, it, when she sh sent me the picture, I was like, that's the guy I've been looking for. He's on the flip, man. He's, he, he, li he lives here in Greenville. I'm looking for him. So I started messaging him, messaging him, messaging him. And, you know, I'm, you know now I know why he had to message me back, why it took so, so long, because we're busy. Like, we're busy all the time. But he finally, you know, called and called me. I gave him my number. He showed me that check. I knew it was real. And um, so from there on, I told my wife. My wife, been, we've been together for 23 years, very supportive. Um, I say, babe, I have another crazy one of my another crazy idea. And um, I told her what it was. She said, I'm here for you. Let's, you know, whatever you got to do, you know, let me know what you need from me. So I just, I went on YouTube University. And, um, and I was on it for like a good three weeks. I learned it all on my own. Um, I just needed I just need that confirmation, right, to know that this business was real. So I went on YouTube just every night. I didn't go to bed till about two, three in the morning after working, 
And I just, I was on it. I was on it. Two, three in the morning. I used to wake up so tired. But I was like, this is, this is worth it. Like, I, I got to figure this out. Um, so just kept watching more and more videos, more and more videos. And then I know the analysis paralysis kind of kicks in. Some people say, make sure, you know, let that happen to you. So I was like, well, it's time to go drown for dollars. Three weeks later, drove for dollars. Uh, I found a house for sale by owner. I mean, I know that's what they say to look for. Um, called the guy up. We made an appointment. That deal didn't work out. And they usually say, you know, always finish with your follow-up question, which is, hey, do you know anybody else that wants to sell a property? So that's what I did. Um, he said, yeah, you know, a buddy of mine, um, I think he wants to sell his property. He's like, you know, give you, this is his number. Give him a call. Give him a call right away. Because I know this business, this business is fast. I give him a call right away. He said, yeah, let's set up an appointment today. Went out there that night, got my first contract. I, I was so ecstatic, right? I didn't even sell this contract yet. But I was so happy that I had something under contract. <clears throat> Excuse me, I called my wife. They were so happy. I mean, I felt like we hit the lottery, seriously, because I was like, I've been, I've been on you YouTube. Did, you did hit the lottery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, in reality, once you start selling those yeah. over and over and over again, yeah. that's millions of dollars that yeah. you're going to make, right? Yeah, yeah. So I just, you know, uh, got on the contract. That house had a lien on it. I didn't even know nothing about anything. So, you know, I'm, I'm just on my own. My parents retired. I'm, I'm literally doing this on my own. I'm learning on my own. I'm calling attorneys. I'm asking the craziest questions. But I'm telling you, hey, I'm a newbie. You know, um, you know, can you help me out with this? And, you know, so we found a house that had, had a lien on it. Um, but through that one house, I had so many people that called me that I started writing them down on paper. This guy, so if I was in the house, for example, for 90, I knew they had at least 90. So I'm writing all these buyers down. Everyone that called me, I'm just writing them down, writing them down. Because those are going to start to be my new buyers. That's what I did. Um, couldn't sell that house. Um, one day I had um, about eight or ten showings for that one house. Left that whole area. You know, um, someone canceled. Found another house. It was vacant. It was boarded up. I, I called the guy up. I, right from there, called him up, made an appointment. So that was one of the first houses that I sold. So um, he was an investor. He said, man, you know, I have a lot of people that want this house. Um, I said, man, you know, I just need an opportunity. You know, um, here's a new business for me. I just need an opportunity for you to, you know, trust in me of, of, of what I'm doing. I would greatly appreciate it. You know, I'll work hard for you, you know. And uh, he, he texted me about two weeks later. He said, um, let's do it. That was his text. Met him. Sent a, uh, he sent a contract. And I sold that one in about, uh, about a week and a half. So that was like that was like one of my first deals, my biggest one of my biggest first deals, um, and then from there on out, um, I just been JVing, I've been JVing, um, and JVing. I, I spoke with Lafayette, he's he's in North Carolina, spoke with him a few times, and he's he's JVed so many deals, and I was like, well, you know, this is, I don't have to work both sides of it, and um, and so from here on out, for whatever reason, I've been dispo dispoing contracts for JVers. They send me the contracts and I just dispo them. I sell them, I sell them, I sell them. So this month alone, I have about 11 closes now uh, for this month. And then, so that'll probably put me in the, in the 30 in, in six months. Yeah, so so you're doing um, $3,000 average, basically, as a dispo man, right? Average, yeah. yeah it's average. So when you get a contract from a JV guy, mm -hmm. do you analyze the numbers? Yeah, I do. So, you know, I, you know, people send me contracts all the time. And when I do the numbers, I'm like, nope, this doesn't work. I'm not, hey, man, go renegotiate with the seller. If not, I can't really do anything with it. So if I'm JV with someone, I don't just JV with anyone. It has to work. The numbers got to work. And then some people, they're, you know, like, 
deal, daisy chain off the deal. So I learned that as well. Real estate's their deal. And all of a sudden, it's like all these numbers are crazy and all these other people involved. And they said it was their deal. So I analyzed everything. So I have like kind of a group that I'm working not I'm going to work with me, of course, but kind of a group that I've been working with. Like, you know, we're, we're trusting each other. We're J, we've JV'd a bunch of deals together. They know my style. They know what I'm looking for. So now they're sending me, you know, good deals. Like the numbers work. So now, like, if you send me 10 deals, and I know your numbers are continuing working every time, I'm not really, really revising your numbers really good. I may go later, but, you know, all your numbers are, are working. We're signing the deals. I know your numbers work. So so I have JVers like that, you know, uh, sending me great deals, which is why I think I'm able to dispo them, you know, pretty good, too, because their numbers are working. Um, so I just, just keep the ball rolling as quick as possible. That's good, man. So you've been in the business for six months. How many contracts have you done in total? In total, with this month, it's going to be over 30. 30. So you've made over 100 grand probably in between all of those. Uh, close to it because uh, some of the deals are smaller. Yeah. Smaller. I've gotten deals where I've, I've, I made $250, $750, but over 10 grand deals. So they're, they're everywhere. They're all over the place. Um, so, so, you know, close to it, very close to it. it it's changed my life. So oh. I, I basically made my income. And I thought I had a great job. I, I've been working so hard to where I, I was just at two months ago. I've been working so hard, literally so hard to get to there. And then for me to find this business and make more than what I was making in six months, it's just mind-blowing. It's, it's literally changed my life, uh, my family's life. Um, and I'm just, I'm so grateful. And I'm just, um, I just want to keep doing it, man. I love it. That's the other thing. This is fun. It's fun. It is fun, yeah. It's, I have so much fun doing and networking, you know, networking with people, with uh, JVers, you know. Um, I've created great relationships with a lot of people uh, that I JV with. So we're like friends now, you know. So now you're just like working with friends, making money, you know. Um, so it's just, it's, it's fun, man. And even, you know, when we go on vacations, I'm still like, you know, on the side trying to like, you know, make a deal or something or like make sure everyone's good and yeah. come grab a deal over here, you know, but we're on vacation because it's fun. It doesn't feel like work. It's, it's It just... It's um, it's, it feels like you're just working with buddies, um, together all the time. Yeah, yeah. I um, I, I agree with you. I mean, I come to the office every day, even though we work out of an office, and 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 we we treat it more as a corporation now than anything else. To me, it doesn't feel like coming to work. Yeah. Like, I used to go to work in the past, and I worked in corporate, and I was actually in the military at some point. I had to get up and say, oh, I got to go there, mm -hmm. right? Uh, and, it, you know, it didn't matter how much money I was making. Mm -hmm. Like, at the end, towards the end of my oil field career, I was making 300 grand a year, and I still got up and said, oh, I got to go there, right? Uh, and not that I dread going to work, because I actually liked what I did at, at back then. But sometimes I didn't want to go mm -hmm. uh, for some reason, you know. Uh, I wasn't motivated enough, uh, um, the corporate environment was, was, you see, one thing that I can do here now, as opposed to my corporate days, is that if I had peers that were very negative, I couldn't remove them. Yeah. I could not do that. Um, and sometimes I didn't hire them. It was someone else that hired them, but they were on my floor, or maybe we had to work together for some reason. And... Just having a negative person in your environment is toxic. 
and you know, and and then you depend on the paycheck. Mm. You're like, man, I got, I need that paycheck. I gotta get that check. Um, now I don't have that problem. Mm-hmm. I just get rid of them, and that's it. I don't want them around. If if I bump into somebody that's negative, I just don't associate with that person, right? If if we get a team member that somehow develops into a negative person, then we just remove that team member, or we don't allow them on the team. So my life is much easier now yeah. than than it was back then. And, and I'm just coming to this realization right now while I'm talking to you because I never thought about it that way. But I did have some team members in the past that I was like, oh, my God, why did I refer this guy into this freaking company? And it was my fault because I brought them in. But I didn't know how bad they were when it, when, when it became to being toxic. Yeah. Um, today, you know, I just keep it the same way. I got it. And... I mean, um, if somebody's toxic around me, I just get rid of them, and, and the toxicity goes away, you know. So yeah, you have to. How do how do you compare what you do today from that perspective into what you did when you had a job? Well, just like you're saying, um, when you have a job, you have to put up with people because you can't fire them. You're not the boss. Yeah. You have to continue putting up with those people. Unless you're the boss, then you get rid of yeah, them. Yeah, exactly. But, so but even if I would like. The good thing is I never had anybody that reported to me that was like that. Mm-hmm. So I guess I would have gotten rid of them right away. Mm-hmm. But the peers, how do you get rid of those guys? Yeah, I mean, you can't. I mean, uh, with what we do now, um, like I said, we, we choose who we want to work with. That's the great thing about it. Like, if there's someone that's bringing me deals, and I don't even like their attitude, like, if they're negative energy for me for that day, I just won't work with them anymore. Because I don't need that negative energy in me. This is our own business, yeah. right? We get to choose who we want to work with. Right. So, and I've learned that as well. Um, you know, I have to shift my mind because um, I felt like like this is a side hustle. Um, and, and my job, you know, I, I was working at my job. This was just a side hustle for us. Um, laid me off. And now this is a full time for me. So I, I'm still uh, having to shift my mind from being a side hustle to a business owner. I'm doing this full time. Um, working, you know, doing this for my family, um, most, most of all. And, um, so, so just being able to choose who we want to work with, it's, it's just, uh, it's, it's easing, right? Cause it's, it's easy, um, that, that we don't have to have that stress. Like, oh, I gotta go work with this person again, right, right next to me that, that chews like a cow or something, you know, they chewing gum all day yeah. and, um, or, you know, or just even something as simple as something they bring to eat, you know, put it in a microwave. It smells so bad. It was, oh my gosh, here we go again. But when you run your business and it's yours, you, you, you get to choose, man, who, who you want who you want to work with. Like you, for example, right? You're here. You know, you have your employees. Someone's doing something, man. You're like, this is negative energy for my business. I don't need you. You know, right? So so you, you want someone positive in your business and in your life. So, you know, I'm trying to create that circle in my life of great people to network with and to just, just be, you know, allow me to, to succeed and they want the best for me. And will motivate me, right? But it's like, you know, it's that, that goes both ways. Because I want to be that person for other people as well, that I can motivate them and be there for them, right? I want to be a good friend, not just business. I want to create that relationship where we're looking out for each other, right? Because we got bills to pay, you know, uh, family's got to eat. So um, so I'm actually here, right, in Texas because of Shay Ninen. So, so this guy has been in my life um, since I've started this. He, you know, I found him through Facebook. He does his lives and everything. And I was I got to connect with this guy, you know. So one of the first houses that I had, you know, I, I, we, re- we reached out and he, we FaceTimed and everything. And ever since then, we've created a great relationship. 
So I'm here. He invited me to come to Texas to the event, right? And um, so, 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 so going through it, going way backwards, I have had ups and downs in my life. So even investing into coming here to Texas, um, to the event, the the plane ticket, the hotel, leaving my family behind for these couple of days, that was hard for me, because you know this is this is a business that I'm trying to grow. This is my only income besides what well, my wife does work, but as a business, I'm trying to like, hold on to this money. And Shane's like, hey man, you got we got a network, man. You got to invest in yourself. So Shane is a, a a key player in my in my life, maybe my business. We have done no deals together, <laughs> but in my life, he's a key a key person. Yeah, he's got um, you under his wing. So. Yeah, one hundred percent. He yeah. wants the best for me. He's like my big brother, seriously. And um, so I I give the the credit for me being here with you today, man. Meeting you, I met you through Shane. Yeah, yeah. You know, we've been here with you for a couple of days. Absolutely, and it's been such an honor being here with you. Thank you so much. And, and it's like it's just a dream. Being here with you, man, um, in your presence, just you know, doing this podcast, I'm um, hanging out with you, man. Um, it's just, it's it's unreal. It's, it's you know, my life has changed, man, in a way that I never thought could happen. And this is just six months in. I can't even imagine another six months or another year. Um, you know what what my life could look like if I keep grinding and networking and and meeting people and so forth. You know. Yeah. So we'll. I mean, many things will change for you, right? Mm-hmm. Lifestyle will change. Um, if you continue to grow, um, then internally, then it's going to start manifesting on the external side. Mm-hmm. Um, once you start doing more acquisitions on your own, yes. not right now you're good at this part. Yes. That's why they keep looking for you. <laughs> but what those guys are good are acquisitions, right? Yes, sir. So it, it, it's a match made in heaven, right? You both are working together. It's good for them because they get to move their deals. They don't have to worry about finding the buyers. It's mm-hmm. good for you because you don't have to worry about finding the, the sellers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but eventually, you're going to have to grow to where you control that other end of the deal as well. Yes, um, because what I found out is that a lot of times when you JV with people and you thought you had a slam dunk deal, they sell it on their own. Mm-hmm. And you're like, hey, what happened here? Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, well, I sold it. I found a buyer on my own. And, and I was like, I don't know how many times I got disappointed because of that. I was like, man, you had me hustling this this thing, and and you went and found it. So one thing I do now is, like, hey, look, if you're going to send me a deal, don't be looking for the buyer because mm-hmm. I don't want to put efforts into something that's not going not gonna to materialize. That's right. Um, now, if I can't sell it in like a month or two or something, then, yeah, go do what you got to do. I understand it's your deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but then once you start controlling your pipeline, now you're really the owner of your of your destiny because right. it, it, you're not relying on anybody else. Yep. Um, so you're gonna have to scale. You're gonna have to hire people. Mm-hmm. For that, you're gonna have to let go of the money. Yeah. Because otherwise, yeah. If you just hoard money, which you can. Yeah. But eventually, you're gonna have to stop. That's right. To go take a vacation, or what if you get sick, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then you can't work. Yeah. Like. How is the money going to come in to your family? Or, or So you have to start looking for ways to automate the business to where um, even if you're not around, this thing is running. That's right. And for that, you're going to have to let go of the money. Mm-hmm. You have to invest in people. Are you going to invest money in people that are not going to pay out? Yes. You have to deal with that. Are you going to invest in marketing campaigns that are not going to pay out? Yes. And you're going to have to deal with that. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and some people have a very tough time with that. It's like, man, I put all that marketing campaign nothing happened i could have bought me a watch or i could have went on vacations or i could have done this i could have done that 
now to me, I put money in marketing, and that's like a recurrent investment that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Whether it pays out or not, it's going to pay out eventually. Mm-hmm. And not only that, they teach you on stocks. I don't know if you, I don't know if you ever done any stocks, but that you have to diversify yourself. And mm-hmm. You got to go throw money in different stocks mm-hmm. so you can get an average. Are you really looking at the one stock that lost money the last month and questioning why you put money on that stock? No, because you got other stocks going around, mm-hmm. and then in the long term, that one stock actually is going to go up. Yeah. Same thing happens to marketing in real estate. So you're going to have to put money there. You're going to have to uh, learn how to risk it. How, and what is the uh, tolerance for risk mm-hmm. when it comes to investing in real estate, right? Yeah. As you see guys like Shane, like myself, and other people out there, the one thing we have in common is we keep putting money in the marketing, That's money right. into marketing. Mm-hmm. Money into systems, yeah. money into people. And then, yeah, you probably take less money home, but what if you can ex- exponentially grow that? Yeah. And now you're bringing, you know, what you were bringing on your own with a team, but now that's your take home Yeah. after your team gets paid. And now you're putting food on, uh, on their tables yeah. or you're helping because they're doing it on their own as well, right? So yeah. it's a teamwork effort. So. So what does the future look for you? Where, where are you going next? Well, I want to scale. Um, um, because if no one calls me for deals, right, I won't have no deals. Yeah. I don't even look for deals. But I've been, you know, people are, are getting to know me in the Greenville area that I, that I I'm get a dispo. And so I actually have a lot of people. I have real estate agents calling me. Hey, you want to wholesale this for me? You know, we're actually uh, uh, wholesaling a hotel. So right check now. this out, man. So right yeah. now you're doing 35 grand this month on the dispo deals. Yeah. That's about 11 deals. Yeah. Right? But if you had three deals of your own, exactly, you go to 60 grand now because the average assignment is 10K. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Which is why I want to do the acquisitions now. Yeah. So I've been doing this. It's been going so fast for me that I feel like I have to kind of go backwards just a little bit to figure this side out. But continue doing this. And like you were just saying, I, I you know, if I could just add a few deals on my own, now I can just, you know, you know, be a little bit more successful, right? And just keep that going. Um, but I have to, uh, I have to figure that out, that part out as well, because I've been doing this for so long. So for me to let go of money, I have to make sure I'm making a good investment in the right people that are gonna um, actually want the best for me, right? And allow me to to succeed um, and scale. So I'm, I'm, I'm my future, man. I'm just, I want to scale. Um, I would love some rental properties in the future, of course. Um, you know, my parents were flipping. That's what they always did. You know, if I could just do one flip, get my feet wet, see how that goes. They did it for, for such a long time, and and um, and I would just love to do a flip just to kind of see how it goes. Can you hire them to do a flip for you? They're retired, man. They're, like, over 60. They're done. and They don't. Yeah, they're done. And uh, I could probably get them to be, like, a property uh, – I mean, the the manager, right, for, for that for that house. And he's great. I mean, he, he did it all by himself. And uh, so I could probably get him involved, right? Are um, they in Greensville or – Yeah, Greenville. Yep. So, um, so you know, and and family, right? You, you, you know, they should have the best interest for you. Is it right? Greenville or Greensville? Greenville. Greenville. Yep. Okay. Yep. So you know, I want to scale for sure and and get some some rentals in the future, and because what my goal is to create passive income, you know, um, so I can have some passive income coming in and and in wholesale. But my main focus, I, I do want to continue wholesaling, man. It's 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 enjoyable. It's something I love doing. Um, you know, fixing flips is you know not may not be as enjoyable. But what I'm doing now, man, I, I love it. I truly love it. I don't feel like I go to work every day. I mean, I'm on vacation, just still 
texted and working out deals. And I was just here a little while ago, you know, this kind of vacation. And I just closed on a property today, closed another one yesterday. Um, and, and, um, and just, you know, just, just, uh, continue doing, doing what I'm doing, man, and hustling. So what's the biggest assignment you've done? 15,000. 15,000. Yeah, I just got a text uh, a little while ago. Got another one uh, on the contract. That's a JV deal. I'll be making uh, on that one 27,000. Just got a text right right before we came in here. What is that closing? Um, that well, we just he just signed a contract, so I have to put the title in. Maybe in two weeks, we should be closing on that one. Um, the hotel, man, that, that's that's a that's life changing. If if that was to go through, we're supposed to be getting an offering between June 11th and June 15th for that. And um, and I have so much in. Uh, so I actually have inventory. That's what's crazy. <laughs> I actually have inventory that people are calling me. Hey, what do you have? And um, so I have I have things all the time, and I have so much lots right now. I have houses. I have investors calling me. Hey, you know, so networking is so key in this business. So I have investors now calling me, giving me their properties to sell. So uh, you know, um, and then you know, networking is key in this business because like even investors that buy fix and flips from me, they also want me to sell them at the end. Hey, you know what? Just you know, I don't want to put that on on the MLS. Can you sell it for me? I'm like, of course. So you make money in the front end and on the back end. So create that relationship with investors is huge if, you know, if you could try to flip before them. Um, so that's that I've been doing that as well. Um, so, so it's been, you know, it's, it's been life changing, man, for me. And, and I just, you know, looking forward to the future and, and see what it holds. So if you have to tell our audience one golden nugget so they can be successful, what would that be? JV. JV. Honestly, JV. Because if I didn't JV, I wouldn't be here with you today. Because, uh, you know, figuring, uh, figuring it out to uh, acquisition side, trying to get a house, driving for dollars, you have, you have people doing it for you. And so all you have to do now is create a, a big buyer's list. You know, create relationships with people. You know, know, know what areas they, they're buying in. Like I have, I have it separated in my home where um, I got, these are my Greenville buyers. These are my Easley buyers. These are my Anderson buyers. They only want lots. They only want fix, fix and flips. So create, try to create that buyer's list. So when people start bringing you deals. But it's not only, so something you've done good is not, not only you have created a buyer's list, but you have classified your buyer's list. You know what you got. Oh, yeah. You know who's buying what and where and and, yeah. and, and what type of property. Mm -hmm. And that's why you can identify real quick where you need to quarterback all these deals. Yeah, I, I had a, a JV here. He called me. He had a, a property in the contract for three weeks. The contract was about to end, literally. He called, he said, Milton, man, can you help me out and sell this deal, man? The contract's about to expire. I said, man, you're, you're giving me like days. And sold it the very next day, under 24 hours, made eight grand off of that deal. Yeah, so that's what that's what they like doing. They like to sign the contract right before it expires. Right before it expires. <laughs> you know, that, and, and then they make you run. But that's the powerful thing about having a, a, a pretty strong buyer's list. Yeah, yep, yep. We, we do it as well. We, we get contracts all the time Yeah. before they expire, and, and we move them. Yeah. Uh, sometimes we gotta go resuscitate the contract. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And and we also gotta go renegotiate because sometimes it makes no sense. That's right. Uh, yeah. So I love that part of the business because it brings money that we weren't expecting to to, to have. Yeah. Um, yeah. but having that acquisitions arm is always very important. So, yeah, Milton, thank you so much, man, for thank coming you, man. in, brother. Good I pleasure. appreciate you. Thank you so much. And uh, guys, don't forget the real estate entrepreneurs event and mastermind. Um, in Miami, Florida, on uh, in October 21st through the 24th. Hopefully, these guys will be there, Milton and uh, Shane, uh, so you can shake their hands and, and get to know them better. 
and it's called the re3mastermind.com. That's where you're going to get the tickets. Make sure you click. You have to put your input uh, information. That way you can see the, the ticket prices in it. And I will see you on the next one. Take care.